Jesus came and changed me. Oh, yes, he did. Anybody been changed before Jesus came? Before Jesus came and changed me. Before Hallelujah. 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 Said right now is the moment. Said today is the day I've been changed. I've been changed. I've been changed. I have waited for this moment to come, and I will. Think about where you've been, what you used to get into. I won't go back. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before Jesus came and changed me. I can't go back. I can't. I won't go I don't do no more before Jesus. Before Jesus came and changed me. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Jesus came. Before Jesus came and changed me. Oh, before Jesus came. Came and changed. for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is by him that we live, move, and have our being. And we bow down prostrate before your presence, realizing and recognizing that without you, we can do nothing. Now God, speak to our hearts, mature our minds, order our steps, bind the enemy, and thank you for the ministry of music. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. I won't go back. There's nothing back there.
forgetting those things that are behind. Mm. We greet you in the name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee. Has, has that scripture ever dawned on you? In order for every knee to bow, all of the billions and possibly trillions of people that ever lived have to be resurrected and then all have to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then after they confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, then the Lord says, now go burn. This morning, I want to preach, teach, admonish, exhort, correct. This fundamental matter of connectives. I'm going to be dealing with one such connective, a faith without friction is false. A faith without friction is false. I want you to turn to First Peter chapter 5. First Peter, First Peter chapter 5, and I'm going to begin with the familiar verse and then work my way back to the first chapter. First Peter chapter 5. Brother Martin, thank you so much to the choir, to Kent, to all of you, our co-laborers of the gospel. We thank the Lord for Jesus and him crucified. A faith without friction is false. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10 is the theme of the book. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, will make you. He will make you something. Grace gives way to grounds. Grounds works through gifts. Gifts. Amen determines guidance. I want to challenge you this morning in this area. Faith is God's vehicle of victory for the righteous who believe in God's person. God's principles and God's promises. 
And when biblical faith, or should I say biblical belief, takes place, I said biblical belief, it changes behavior as a connective. And when biblical faith, which changes behaviors in place, it creates a channel for blessings that biblical faith is always associated with friction, fight, and fortitude. And everyone in the Hall of Fame of Faith of Hebrews chapter 11, which was read in your hearing, had to maneuver through frictions, attacks, adversities, adverse conditions. And, and, and they had to, if you will, they were exposed to internal strife. That means the stuff that's going on on the inside. External strongholds, the stuff that's coming from the outside. Watching and waiting while suffering. Too often people want to preach on faith with no friction. And friction with no faith. The two are coupled. In fact, God allows the friction to authenticate the faith. That if God wants you to believe him, he's got to create something that brings difficulty and discomfort in order for you to seek him. I'm preaching already. That's why James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials that the fire testing of your faith worketh perseverance that 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 when we look at this connective and it's an interesting connective it it, it really means there's no real liberty without long suffering there's no gains without pains that this 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 connective is seen through the petron epistles and it's interesting because when we look at this expositionally, I, I, it, it, it is, you cannot have a state of sufficiency without some suffering. Amen. Yeah, you cannot, uh-huh. You cannot, and I said this this morning, I'm going to say it again. Whoever is a preacher or a teacher for the Lord, and we have a lot of them in St. Matthews, good people. Before you sit under them, you ought to ask them a question. Before you take counsel from people, you ought to ask them a question. Before you come to church and sit here every Sunday and listen to my voice, you ought to ask me a question. What right do you have to teach me? The question entails... I didn't 
come just to hear the exposition of the word. But I need exposition and experience of suffering to couple. So if I'm counseling you about your marriage, I ought to pull up out of my library that I done been to hell and back in marriage. Can I get a witness? Oh, this is too tight for y'all. If I, if I, if I'm, if I'm going to talk about, amen, the faithfulness of almighty God, I ought to enumerate how God was faithful to me when I was unfaithful. Can I get a witness? If I tell you to wait on him, I, I ought to, I ought to catalog how many times I had to wait on him. Can I get a witness? Too many people want to get up front and teach and they have no, they're shallow because they have no experience and experience is important because Paul said in Romans 5 and, and tribulations brings patience and patience, experience and experience, hope. So before I can preach to you, I, I, I have to go through something. Can I get a witness? I have to, I have to walk with him. I have, to, I have to wait on him. I have to get wisdom from him. I, I, I had to get healing from him before I could start helping you. Can I get a witness? You cannot teach somebody else when you haven't been through something. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fires, all in the blood, some through great sorrows, but God sends a song. Not too many people want to ex, ex, exegete and exposit, but they don't want to talk about experiences. That's, that's, that's faulty teaching. That's faulty teaching. That's faulty teaching. You're looking at me funny. That's why Paul says, Paul, see, 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 Paul said, that I may know him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. And it's this, it's this combination in, in Peter, especially in the Petrine epistles that just shoot off the page. Peter the apostle, one who was an eyewitness of Jesus and one who was commissioned by Jesus. And, and, and just for the sake of clarity, there are no apostles today. I don't care what you put in front of your name. If you're going to put something in front of your name, amen, put evil. Don't be sitting there lying on the word of God. An apostle was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? And I hope you're looking at us by television. You're not an apostle. Nobody has seen Jesus with the natural eye. You were not personally commissioned by Jesus. Can I get a witness? I'll get to the mother titles later. But look at this. He, he, he is an apostle and, and, and he's the converted pebble stone. Just a small, insignificant stone. Mr. Impetuous, Mr. Impulsive. Yeah, Peter, the <laughs> prideful one who learned to be patient, experienced a lot of friction, which developed his faith. Amen. He was a product under pressure. He was a man of friction. He had a friction in his life that authenticated his faith. 
And, and it is here we want to kind of stop, pause, and park and encourage people because, see, I believe that it's God's will for you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Putting on the whole armor of God. And some of us just got to let God be God. Stop trying to be slick, political, maneuvering, engineering moves. Amen. You, you're not going to change the will of God. Just let God be God. Can I get a witness? Just let God be who he said he was. He, he doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your assistance. He doesn't need your, 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 your little personal hum, human uh, efforts to get ahead. Just let God be God. If something is for you, you don't need to help God with it. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. If God, if God, if God already determined before the annals of eternity that he was going to put you in a certain place in life, you have to do nothing to get there. God's going to carry you there. God's going to take you there. God's going to fly you on the wings of the morning to get there. He'll move heaven and hell to make sure you stay there. Can I get a witness? That's why the Bible says no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. The problem in the church is we keep forgetting who God is. He's all wise, all powerful, all knowing. And it's in this context that we learn it takes more faith to be still than it does to keep moving. Be still and know that I am God. And whatever you do, don't become a quitter. Don't become a victim. When things go wrong, keep believing. If you fall, dust yourself off, get up and keep moving. Keep, you, you, you got to know that you know that you know you got to say in yourself, there's nothing that's going to get me down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to shrink up. I'm not going to evaporate. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to, amen, lose my confidence in the Lord. You, you, you got to understand that roadblocks are part of life. In this life, you're going to have tribulations. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've seen some tough times. And the Lord is faithful. Isn't he faithful? Won't he bring you through? Yes, he will. I want to look at three critical connections in this epistle that I think are applicable and apropos to all Christians. Go back to the first chapter, and we see a, we see a friction of faith between God's grace and our gifts. Chapter 1, verse 1, real quick, Peter identifies himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he's writing to these various providences, but it's in verse 2 that Peter begins a platform of God's grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace means it's love we don't deserve. Are y'all getting this? It's nothing you did to get this. It's nothing you can do to earn this. It's nothing you can do to make this come to pass. Can I get a witness? And he says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit to the obedience sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and may your peace be multiplied. Uh, look, 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 look what Paul says. Paul says, first of all, 
You've got to understand the basis before you get to the benefits. Oh, this is deep. This is meat now. The basis of everything in my life is grace. Love I don't deserve. Can I get a witness? Before I get to the benefits, I got to understand the basis. Before I get to the gifts, I got to understand grace. See, because we don't understand grace, we keep messing up. Can I get a witness? We want God to pay us back for what we did. That's not grace. We want God, we, we, we think we earned something with God. That's not grace. Grace is understanding that you and I are nothing, that we can do nothing, we can be nothing, and whatever God gives us is grace. It's a love we don't deserve. I didn't deserve to wake up this morning and neither did you. Can I get a witness? I didn't deserve to be clothed in right, my right mind and neither did you. I didn't deserve to be able to drive to church without dying and neither did you. Everything is by grace. When you wake up in the morning, you better start understanding, Lord, uh, you, you woke me up this morning and Lord, you started me on my way. Lord, you put food on my table and clothes on my back and money in my pocket. You gave me a job. You gave me a family. Lord, I, I may not have everything I've always wanted, but God, you've been good. Your, your, your grace didn't allow Satan to snuff me out. Your, your grace didn't allow the enemy to get over on me. Your grace. It's his grace. It's his grace. It's his grace. That's why the songwriter said amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I talk about myself like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fail. It was grace. That's going to lead me home. It's grace, isn't it? It's all grace. Your gifts are grace. Can I get a witness? Your, your family is grace. Can I get a witness? Even your problems are grace. God has graced us. He's graced us. He's graced us. He's graced us. He's graced us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Paul, Paul, I mean, Peter, Peter, Peter says... In verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his abundant mercy, love we don't deserve, not giving us what we do deserve, uh, begotten us a lively hope. Two things, and for the sake of time, he deals with a scope and a hope. The scope is grace. The hope is gifts. Now, I want you to, I want you to see what's in this passage because I'm trying to make this connection when he says, and we're talking about the transition of grace, elected, chosen out, amen, picked out, chosen out, and, and it, it coincides with Ephesians 1.11, don't turn, that you may, listen, that you may be filled with the knowledge that God might work out all things according to his will. Let me stop. Let me, let me get meaty now. That this basis of grace and this scope from chapter, verses 2 to 5 
of grace. Look at the grace package in verse 4. An inheritance, un incorruptible, undefiled, that won't fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith until salvation. And, and, and so what, 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 what Peter does, Peter talks about the promise, the placement, and the power, 3, 4, and 5. He's dealing with, listen, he's dealing with a transition of grace, and then he moves from grace to gifts. Now, when I say gifts, look at verse 6. Wherein, now stop. The wherein is a connective back to the grace. Because of the grace, here's what God is doing. Wherein ye greatly rejoice in your suffering, though now for a season. Now, here's what makes it personal, if need be. What Raymond Gordon needs through suffering, you don't need. What you need, I don't need. We got to be careful not to make our Bible classes a lump of clay of everybody. Can I get a witness? Because the same thing can happen to two people and have two different intentions. Can I get a witness? See, suffering will make you bitter or better. Can I get a witness? And you can go through the same suffering, want to come out bitter because he don't have Jesus. The other going to come out better because he got a different perspective. Are y'all getting this? Hey, 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 amen. So he says, listen, listen to this now. He says, if need be, you are in heaviness through many-sided trials. Now, wait a minute. Pastor, you just said that God elected me from the foundation of the world, blessed me, gave me an inheritance, and, and I'm being kept by the power of God, but now you're talking about, if need be, he puts me in a state of heaviness. The grace is faith, the gifts are friction. This friction that we go into in verse 7, that the trying of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold, perish it, though it be tried with fire, might be found to praise, honor, and glory in the appearing of Jesus Christ. Here's what, here's, here's what Peter's saying. And Peter, and I love this about Peter. Peter's saying, now listen, now listen, my life experience is that faith needs friction in order to bring fruit. You know why you go through and I go through trouble? And God has already outlined the trouble in your life. The trouble is designed by God to authenticate your faith. Because without friction, your faith is false. It's false. Well, I, well, I believe in God. That's false. James says, demons believe, and they tremble. Are you getting this? That too many people, and I, I was telling the church this morning, Sister Gordon and I was looking at TV, 5 o'clock this morning, I, I get up at 2.30, and this evangelist was on BET. I wanted to throw something at this TV. 
for $273, I will give you a restorational gift. I will restore your marriage, your ministry, your mind, your health. Just $273. The phones are ringing. So Brother Arnold came to me between the services and said, where's Brother Arnold? Brother Arnold came to me between the services and said, Pastor, I'll give you $273. He said, I'll give you $280. So I finally said, $300. Lord have mercy. I can't even restore all the things in my life. Let's more promise you, you will get restored things in your life. There is a clockmaker overseeing the universe. There, there, there is a God who's in control of everything. Y'all didn't get this. Jesus said, let me tell you something. Not one sparrow falls to the earth without my permission. Trees cannot even lift their branches. Cows cannot moo in the morning. Roosters cannot roost in the morning unless the Lord gives it permission. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Worms can't crawl, butterflies can't fly. Hey, whales can't swim in a liquid corridor. Can I get a witness? Sun can't come up and the moon go down unless the Lord because by him all things consist. Are you getting this? God is the God of the universe. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. God's in control of everything. He's in control of every breath you take. He's in, he's in control of every time you get up. He's, he's in control of every time you go to work. The Lord is in control. That's, that's why the songwriter said, Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an of salvation, purchase of God, born of a spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. He looks at verse 6 for growth, verse 7 for glory. Can I get a witness? Now, wait a minute. Peter, you, you, you're doing a lot of faith talk now. Now that you're all writing an epistle, Peter says, well, I have some experience too. Can I get a witness? Peter says, I remember, yeah, deferring unto Satan. When Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Peter, heaven and, heaven and earth did not reveal that to you but my Father. Can I get, and then the next word that came out of Peter's mouth, he said, no, Lord, you're not going to die. And he, Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan, get behind me. Can I get a witness? He had the experience of Jesus rebuking him. Has Jesus ever rebuked you? He's rebuked me. 
Has he ever rebuked you? Can I get a witness? And, and then Peter, Peter says, I got the experience, yeah, of denying the Christ three times. Then the cock crew. And I wept like a baby and went out and wanted to end my life. Have you ever got to the point where you felt like dying? Peter said, been there, done that. Can I get a witness? Peter, who declined to do ministry any longer, like some of you here in St. Matthews. Can I get a witness? And said, I'm going back fishing. And toiled all night and caught nothing. Can I get a witness? Peter said, oh, I've got experience. I've had some frictions in my life. But those frictions made my faith better. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when you go through something, when the Lord takes you through something, when the hellhounds are on your trail, you're forced to go to him. You're forced to praise him. You're forced to pray to him. You're forced to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Can I get a witness? You know if trouble gets you down far enough, you'll pull yourself up on Jesus. Won't you do it? They say there's no atheists in foxholes. You let bullets start flying and the enemy coming. You won't call Buddha Muhammad. You'll call on the name of Jesus the Christ. Can I get a witness? And he's worthy. Any worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Listen to this. There's a connection. Friction and faith, grace and gifts. Grace always was in its fullness. Gifts have to be developed. Are you getting this? So as we grow in Christ, God is sovereignly adding dimensions of suffering so that our faith is authentic. Amen. Amen. Mm. And I, I want you to go home and read the 11th chapter of Hebrews because this faith that we talk about is a pseudo faith. It's false. We believe that something go wrong, then we start believing. It's false. True faith says, Paul says, open the doors to trouble. Trouble, come on in. Can I get a witness? He says, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Why, Paul? That the grace of God may rest upon me. Are you getting this? Look at the second thing I want to bring out. Uh, we see chapter 4, verse 1, a friction between our transformation change and our trouble circumstances. Are you getting this? Transformation, metamorphosis, being changed is costly. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Didn't he say that? Now, 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 now look at chapter 4, verse 1 real quick. Look, look, I want you to see this. It says, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, 
Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Stop. Tough-mindedness. I was sharing this morning. I've been following this quarterback of the Redskins, RG3. Bad boy. I mean bad. I'm not a Redskins fan. Bad boy. Even in college. Listen, he's full of discipline. He's agile. He's fast. He thinks. He calculates. He's friendly. He's loving. Everybody loves him. He's a leader. He's a natural-born leader. And I just said to myself, well, she must be looking for a husband. And I, and I, just, and I just said, and I just said, and I just said to myself when I heard about this young man, well, he's, he's, he's not of the ordinary. Yesterday, I heard something, and it put everything in context. It said the reason that RG3 is this way is because both of his parents were military. Now, wait, wait, wait. Both of his parents were military. They taught him a regiment, a discipline. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. Clean room, clean clothes, chores, discipline, schoolwork, a, a, a regiment. They said his parents impacted his life and the gifts, somebody see where I'm going with this. The gifts that he's displaying is a direct result of how he grew up. Oh, Lord. Now, I know some of y'all in corporate never been in the military, and I'm not suggesting you don't have discipline. Yours is secondary, but listen. Yes, sir. See, and that's the way your faith is. Your faith has a root to why it's strong. Your faith has a reasoning and a rationale why it can last the storms. Are y'all getting this? He says you ought to be tough-minded. Mental toughness. Mental toughness. That when trials come your way, you don't become a victim. You don't want to give up and die. You don't want to pack up and go. Tough. Come on now. Toughness. When life gives you a lemon, make lemonade. Some of y'all had to be tough in raising your kids. You had to be tough to get through school. You had to be mentally tough to work on that job you didn't like. You had to be mentally tough. You cannot, here it is, you cannot run every time things get tough. You can't run. You know what we want to do? The minute things get tough, we want to close up ship, take the tent down, pack up and go. Yeah. At some joy, at some juncture of your life, you gotta stand still. You gotta hold on, you gotta hold out, you gotta place faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. At some juncture. At some juncture. At some juncture, I always test people's stability, especially if they're going to do something for me. 
And the first question I asked, how many jobs you had in the last five years? Ten. I don't want to hire you. I ain't fun with you. Ain't no stability in that. How about 25 or 30? You say, well, we don't do that no more. All right. How about five? How long are you going to run? when things get rough. And we keep thinking we can run out of one marriage and run into the other. Let me preach at the clock. And the second gonna be better than the first. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. The first was purgatory, the second gonna be hell. You, 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 you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get you to see something here. Mental toughness, mental toughness. Mental toughness, arm yourselves with the same mind. And, and he not only deals with mental toughness, but he deals with moral living. He says, for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. Right. I can talk about this all night too. I got experience in sin. Sin was my major. You ain't getting this, Doc. I majored in sin. Here's the disturbing thing I learned about sin. When you get on this side of salvation, the pleasures of sin is only for a season. And then after you enjoy the season of pleasure, now you got to pay the piper. Y'all ain't getting this. Are you getting this? God can give you the desires of your heart that's not in his will and sin, uh-oh, he can sin a lack of satisfaction. You get what you want, but you can't enjoy it. Boy, I'm preaching up in this place. You can, you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can get what you want. God ain't gonna let you enjoy it. Now that's hell. And by the way, if any of y'all bought this latest lottery ticket, make sure you put something in my envelope, please. <laughs> listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but 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 he deals with this friction and this faith that transformation the changing of our lives is costly can i get a witness you just don't change overnight without cost since I've been saved, all my friends have changed. I don't have the same road buddies I had in the world. They don't want to hang with me no more. Because I'm talking about Jesus. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching. And if you got saved and still got the same friends, something's wrong. I can tell you that now. You can, you can go out here and laugh all you want. You might be going to hell. Something's wrong. Because when you get saved, 
the Lord demonstrates in you something different that people going to hell don't want to be bothered with. Can I get a witness? All you talk about is church. All you want to do is that. No, they don't want to. And, and you, come on now. I, I know I'm talking the truth here. That uh, uh, God, God changed my friends. God started changing my mind. God started changing my diet. God started changing my desires. God started changing. Come on now. He started changing my demographics. Can I get a witness? I don't even want to go to places I used to go. I don't, I don't want to do the things I used to do. I, I've, I've got a seed on the inside. I've got, a, I've got an unction of the Holy Ghost on the inside that now I want to please him. Can I get a witness? I want the Lord to be king of my life. I want the Lord to sit on the throne of my life. I want the Lord to be pleased with my life. Oh, can I get a witness? I'm not coming to church on New Year's Eve to give a word and then run out to the clubs and get drunk. Them days is over, saints. I'm born again, blood washed, blood bought. Can I get a witness? Amen. I'm on my way to glory. Transformation, 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 transformation. Look at four, look at four seven. Come on now. Are you with me? Look at four seven. It says, but the end of all these things is at hand. Be ye therefore, here it is, sober. When transformation starts taking change, God calls for us to live sober lives. The word sober means to be alert. The word sober means to wake up and smell the coffee. Am I preaching to somebody up in here? Can I get a witness? The word sober means a discerning mindset. And then verse 8 is not only sober, but loving and forgiving. Uh-uh. Above all these things, have charity among all yourselves. Amen. Cherish or cover multitude of sins. Can I get a witness? Now, Loving, not, 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 not with your love, with God's love. We got to love everybody. People say, Pastor, I love you. I say, you commanded to love me. We got to love everybody. Uh, we got to love everybody. Good, bad, and ugly. Can I get a witness? Difficult and easy. We got to love everybody. Can I get a witness? Crazy and hazy. We got to love everybody. Isn't that right? But, but, but look at this. Look at your Bible. Look at your Bible. Verse 9, hospitality and giving with no grudges. Mm. Verse 10, good stewards of our resources. Time, talents, and treasures. Verse 11, godly speaking. How many of y'all speak godly? I see two hands. Don't go there. Don't go there. Here's what Peter infers in verse 12, godly thinking. I'm almost finished. Look, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as something strange happened to you. This verse begins a whole line of at least five things that I believe are in this text in suffering. 
context of suffering. For one, in suffering, when suffering takes place in our life, first, verse 12, we ought to expect it. Think it not strange. Why are you saved on your way to heaven and you surprised every time you start suffering? He said, he said think it not strange, expect it. Secondly, listen, embrace it, verse 13, but rejoice. Now, 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 say, now, now you got to have faith to embrace suffering. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all can just embrace suffering? When suffering comes, you just put your arms around and say, glad you're here. I, I see one hand. I see two hands. I see three hands. Praise the name of Jesus. Notice I ain't raised my hand. Expect it. Embrace it. Verse 15a, examine yourself through it. Verse 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or thief or evildoer or busy by another man's matters. Now, what he's saying is this. When suffering comes in your life, you ought to ask God, what are you saying about you? What are you saying about me? And what do you want me to do? Every time suffering comes in your life, three questions you ought to ask. Maybe God wants to teach you something about him, depending on him. Maybe the reason you're suffering, there's something in your life that God's pinpointing. Something about you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the suffering is to get your attention so you'll do something. My God. So I'm, I'm expecting it. I'm, listen, I'm embracing it. And I'm examining myself through it. Verse 15b, then I'm exalting my Christ in it. But look at verse 19. Then I'm entrusting my life back to God. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their, what? Souls to their creator. God, I don't know what I'm going through, why I'm going through it. I don't know what's going on. But God, I'm trusting you and you alone. Are y'all getting this? That, that is, child of God, that is, that is. We see a connection of faith and friction. The friction is causing me to pour out my heart, but my faith says you're going to take care of it. God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of the situation. God, God is going to take care of the situation. Transformation brings trouble. Suffering brings sufficiency. Liberation brings learning. Motivation needs mishaps. Something has got to happen to help our faith grow. And that's why James says, faith without works is dead. Can I get a witness? So we see, secondly, this thing of transformation and, tr and, and trouble. But finally, I'm going to show you the third thing and go back to our text, 1 Peter chapter 5. We see a friction between our tribulations and our triumphs. How do we move from tribulation to the triumph? Look at chapter 5, verse 10 again. Are you with me? If we're going to transition, transfer, translate our troubles into triumphs, the, we got to do the following. 5-5, five, five, we have got to submit. 
defer. We got to submit. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know you don't like it, but we got to submit. This is still in the context of suffering. In other words, here's how I move from my tribulations and troubles, philipsis, Greek word, trials to triumph. If I ever get to triumph, I got to submit. To who? To God. Look at the second thing. Not only defer, but deflate. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. That is a powerful verse. We can read quick. We can read quick. Read close. Look what he says. He didn't just say humble. He said, look what he said. Peter says, humble yourselves. Deflate under the mighty hand of God. Do you see the hand? That he may exalt you in due time. See, God is not trying to stop your blessing. He's not trying to stop your direction. He's not trying to kill your desires. He just needs to be first. Can I get a witness? He, he just needs to know that, amen, he's number uno in your life. He needs to know that if your vision never works, he's still God. He needs to know that if your desires never come to fruition, he's still God. Can I get a witness? Child of God, he says, submit, humble, and then verse 7, detach, casting all your cares on him. I was saying this morning how parents typically hate to see their children fail. All of us. There's something about the parent to the child, just like the mother with the umbilical cord to the baby. There's a connection. Listen to me. We hate to see our children fail so much that we will jump in and bail them out so we don't feel pain. Y'all ain't getting this stuff. And God knows that as God, who is a good parent, you got to let them fail sometimes. You got to back off and let them fail because when they start failing, their faith gets stronger. Can I get a witness? And if you keep bailing them out, who going to bail them out after you die? Can I get a witness? God needs to be Lord of their lives. God needs them to go through some friction so he can authenticate their faith. I remember there was an old mother right here in this church and her daughter came up the aisle and got married and yeah, they, they were going through a typical marriage and around the six months of the marriage, all hell broke out. And the daughter got on the phone and said, Mom, I'm coming back home. I can't stand this no more. And the mother was from the old school. She said, oh no, you ain't coming back up in here. Right. She said, you walked up the aisle, you, you married that man, now you got to stay there and work it out. Yeah. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Can I get, boy, if that had been some of us, well, I'd be right over with a U-Haul. And I'm going to bring a baseball bat to knock him upside his head when I come over there. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we got to, by faith, we got to let our children experience 
some falters and failures and fractures. And then when they get hurt and they're wondering what to do, they'll look up to the hills from which cometh their help. Can I get a witness? Five, eight, focus on the real fight. You know who your real fight is with? The devil. I'm preaching now. I'm not your enemy. The devil's your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your wife is not your enemy. Your children are not your enemy. The devil is your enemy. And the Bible says he's prancing around seeking whom he may devour. Now, you can't fight. You can't, you can't beat the devil. So let me, let me, let me, let me get to I'm, I'm, These little super saints get up here with all this talk. And the minute they hear some noise they don't recognize, then they want to run. Can I get a witness? Amen. Fact of the matter is, you, you better go home and read the book of Jude. Because Michael, who is the archangel, Michael is the top-notch angel in heaven. Can I get a witness? The Bible says Michael was out there looking. Him and Satan was searching for the body of Moses and and, 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 and Michael came up against Satan and Satan came up against Michael. Now Satan, no, uh, Lucifer knew Michael. Michael's a bad boy. Lucifer was the highest ranking angel in heaven. Here's what Michael said to Satan. Satan, I know you. I'm no match for you. I can't beat you. But I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Can I get a witness? And, and, when, and when Michael said that, Satan just started backing off because, see, there's something about the name. I may, I may not be able to fight you. I may not be able to throw things up, but there's something about the name. There's power in the name. Can I get a witness? That at the name of Jesus. I remember in Mark chapter 5, them demons stepped out. And they saw Jesus coming. I, I wish I had a witness. Jesus gets off the boat and walking towards the demons. And the demons walking towards Jesus. And it, and it, looked, like the, it, it looked like the bloodbath of the titans. Can I get a witness? It, it was 6,000 demons back here, and one person coming here, 6,000 to one, and the battle looked mighty lopsided. And you would think Jesus would say, wait a minute, I better watch out because these are imps and demons and principalities and powers and dominions and thrones. But the Bible says when the 6,000 in this one man called Legion came up on Jesus, the lead demon said, we know. Who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And in the Greek, Jesus says, shut up. And the demon said, permit us to go into the swine. Now that's power when you're outnumbered 6,000 to one. And the 6,000 are begging for their lives. And here's what they say, have you come to destroy us? before our time. Can I get a witness? There's power in the name of Jesus the Christ. Can I get a witness? 
So the Bible says you got to stand in the faith, listen to this, steadfast to Satan. You don't need to rap to him. You don't need to share your theology with him. You need to just stop him in the name of Jesus. Steadfast in the faith. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that when my triumph comes, after you have suffered a while, here's my security. Raymond Gordon, after you have suffered a while, after you have put in some labor, yeah, with a little crying, after you've gone through some suffering, after you've been denied some blessings, after your health of your body has altered, as your mind, yeah, can no longer uh-huh, stay joyful, when hell is coming in from every direction, can I get a witness? After you have suffered a while, when the hell hounds won't give you any release, when everywhere you turn, there's opposition, then God says, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to establish you. I'm going to fix you firmly. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to meet your needs so you can meet the demands of life. No matter what Satan throws at you, you coming out of this stuff. When I get through with you, I'm going to settle you. I'm going to lay a foundation so nothing will bother you. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, faith needs friction. And child of God, when friction and faith meets up, then you get a picture of faithfulness and fruit. Well, what is it going to cost you to be faithful? It's going to cost some friction. It's going to cause friction in my home and friction in my marriage and friction in my mind and friction in my finances and friction in my service and friction in my praise. And it's going to cost me some friction. But child of God, when I get past the friction, then God will see fruit. Can I get a witness? Faith without works is dead. Abraham had the friction of direction. He was going not knowing where he was going. Can I get a witness? Moses had the friction of decision making. He refused to be called the child of Pharaoh, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with God's people for a season. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when all hell's breaking out, I dare you to say in your mind, my faith needs friction. And child of God, when my faith has friction, I'm coming out of this thing faithful. I'm coming out fruitful. I'm coming out finished. Can I get a witness? Because Jesus needed some friction. He who was rich became poor. He who was sinless became sin. Can I get a witness? They smacked him in the face. They spit on him. That was a whole lot of friction. But he was faithful to the end. They hung him up. They stretched him out. Say yeah. Above the earth. They mocked him. They laughed at him. They said he could. He healed others. But he cannot save himself. They put him in a grave. Ripped his clothes off. Can I get a witness? But early, 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 Sunday morning, 
hitter's head. Say yeah. You need some friction in your face. It'll be good for you. It'll be good to you. It'll be good with you. You'll walk. You'll talk. Say yeah. He's a to keep you from falling. Faith without friction is false. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved, born again. You want Jesus to come into your life, believe and he died for your sins, and buried and rose again. Just raise your hand. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. Don't go to hell. In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Just raise your hand. Is there one? You want to be saved. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there one? Well, perhaps you want to join our church in Christian experience. Raise your hand. You want to join our church. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the surgery of Scripture that we not only need exposition, we need experience. We need experience that brings friction to authenticate our faith. What right do you have to preach to me if you've never gone through anything yourself? Friction and faith brings real fruit and we thank you by it so God when tough times come into our life help us to thank you help us to praise you help us to exalt you for the friction knowing that the fire testing of our faith is working perseverance Thank you for this valuable lesson of transformation and triumph in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Wednesday, bring your notebooks out. Next Wednesday.